This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Smith. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, November 8th. Alex and Matthew Casebeer have been in the automotive business their entire lives. They run Capital Auto Group in Salem, Oregon, a business that started nearly a century ago and one that has been passed down for generations. They say it's many of the philosophies they learned from their father and grandfather regarding how to treat employees that has helped Capital Auto Group dealerships earn honors as an automotive news best dealerships to work for annually for the past 10 years. What are those philosophies? They include employees giving back to the community and supporting that effort collectively as a team, having a lot of fun, but also working hard. They say if you're working too hard, you're probably not having enough fun, and if you're having too much fun, well, you're probably not working hard enough. Finding that balance requires open and transparent communication, something the brothers are committed to, and often the result of the time each takes to simply walk around Capital Auto Group's campus talking to employees. They didn't lay off any employees during the pandemic, even when the business was, quote, bleeding cash. It's something they're proud of and something they feel helped make the team stronger. They also say their dedication to creating a best dealership to work for has resulted in becoming an employer of choice and helped their efforts to attract the very best talent available. What else has helped sustain Capital Auto Group's recognition as one of Automotive News' best dealerships to work for? What's their approach to finding the right job in the organization for someone who may not be performing as expected? And what impact is all of that having on performance of the business? We've caught up with brothers Alex and Matthew Casebeer in their brand new 72,000 square foot Subaru showroom in Salem, Oregon. Alex and Matthew, thanks so much for joining me today on the Daily Drive podcast. How are you both? We are doing fantastic today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And congrats on again being named one of Automotive News' best dealerships to work for. Why don't we start? Can you talk about your passion about creating a work environment that has been consistently recognized as among the best dealerships to work for in the United States? What is really behind your enthusiasm to create that environment for your employees? Well, this all started long before Alex and I. We are fourth-generation dealers and partners with um, our dad and stepmom. Um, but you know, our dad, the dealer before us, third generation, he has been focused for a long time, um, as has the whole organization, on making the employees number one. Customers are great, and we love them, um, but our employees have always come first. So when we moved out to this new location about 10 years ago, we really made a point of focusing on employees and retention and finding new ways to um, to make capital a great place to work. So, and we've been able to do that by building a bunch of new buildings over the last few years, um, or since we moved out here rather. And it's really just constantly finding ways to innovate. Innovation is part of our vision statement and we're always looking for things we can do. We take a lot of feedback from employees uh, and from customers, just any way we can make this uh, a wonderful place. So Alex, building off what Matthew said, And talking about this as a philosophy handed down from generations, when you think back of the time you spent with with your dad and your grandfather and those generations that led the business before you, what are some of those philosophies, some of those things that you really recall that are part of your your everyday environment today? 
Well, I can think of uh, two specific things that have been carried forward since 1927 when our great-grandfather started the company. Uh, one was to be a respectful corporate citizen in our community. And that is something we kept in our vision values and uh, our vision statement. And that's a way that we get buy-in from our employees to be a part of a bigger cause. And we wouldn't be operating in this town without the residents of Salem and the surrounding area. They're what keep this business afloat. So we really give back a lot. And I think that that's what sets us apart from a lot of other dealerships and retailers is that our employees really, really want to give back. And they want to want to be part of something bigger than just showing up to work and punching a time clock. So I think that's one thing that has been really with us for nine to four years. The other thing is uh, having fun and making a profit uh, equally. So we have to have a lot of fun. We have to make money. We are a for-profit business. But as we tell our new employees at our orientations, if you're having too much fun, you're probably not making enough money. On the other hand, if you're making way too much money, we're probably grinding you to death and it's not that fun. So there has to be a happy balance, which is why we do so many things for our uh, employees. We have you know, all sorts of events and barbecues and all sorts of things for them to participate in. Uh, and that really has been a part of our DNA since 1927. Community impact is such an important piece of the business, really impacts the bottom line. There are studies out there all over the place that that prove that. Can you talk about maybe some of the specific programs, some of the specific things that you're supporting in the community? Well, so Steve, our our main focus every year is in the month of February. And we tell all of our employees, I mean, Alex and I straight out say it in our new employee orientation, we are not going to ask you for money to donate to our community except for one month of the year. And during that month, we expect you to give something. So we have lunches every Friday that only cost five bucks. We get the rest, uh, we get all the food and everything donated. So that $5 for a full meal goes directly to our United Way. Um, we do we sell jeans, if you want to wear jeans on Fridays, we have t-shirts that we sell, silent auction, all sorts of activities that make it really easy to give money without feeling like you're giving money. So we can kind of um, we can kind of frame it that way. So if somebody, for whatever reason, feels like they, they don't need to give back, they still are regardless. But that is our, that's been our primary focus for a, a long time now. Our great-grandfather was one of the first campaign chairs of our local United Way. I'm currently the board chair of our local United Way. Um, and our dad and stepmom have both been campaign chairs as well as uh, board chairs for that organization. So that's that's really our primary focus that we talk about a lot with our employees. And you can see in the in the latest automotive news, I mean, that was one of the features for one of our stores that just this year, during a global pandemic, we were able to raise $300,000 across our stores. 96% of that money is from employee donations. So that is not corporate giving. That is all giving from our employees, which we are really proud of and we promote and you know we make it a fun time too. So they feel good about giving back. That's such an amazing story and such an amazing participation rate. And I'm sure as you both know, the United Way, one of the things that I've always admired about the United Way is that it allows folks to, in some ways, dictate where the money that they're donating to. So you're not only deliver, you know, donating to the cause and, and tapping into the power of United Way, but you also have this piece that says, I, you know, I'd prefer money to go to this, to this charity, to that charity, things that might be important to the individual as well as helping the business, the community overall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we get asked 
for money every day, all year. And, you know, United Way is our biggest one, but we gave uh, over to over 150 different organizations last year, financially and volunteering. Uh, so we're, we're just, just a part of who we are. And, and I think our employees see that from the top down. The other thing I do want to say on the um, giving of, of time is we also have a program here that we call Day of Giving, and we pay every employee, if they choose to, to go volunteer for any nonprofit. It can be religious, it can be, you know, pets, it can be anything, hospital, whatever they want to do. We'll pay them eight hours to go volunteer and just to get off campus, go help somebody else, and we'll pay you to go do that. So we we really put our money where our mouth is and uh, both both our financial giving, but also our time. As a quick aside, just to show that we're not blowing smoke and making it up, I actually went two days ago with one of the women in our control department. She raised her hand and said, I don't, I don't really know where to volunteer. Where can I go? And I said, why don't you come with me? I'll sign up. We went down for two hours, volunteered at the United Way, helped unpack some boxes and and made it happen. So and we we're going to pay her for it. And she felt great. And I felt great. And we're going to let everybody know about it. So how does this translate into employee performance? Certainly there is the the emotional impact, if you will, feel energized, feel like you're giving back. But over how does how does what you're describing here impact the performance out of the employees at Capital Auto Group? Well, I would say morale is generally very high around here because um, we like to have fun. We like to you know, keep them on their toes and surprise them with different things. And I think that, you know, the happier employees are, the more they're going to do for you. And another thing we tell them in the orientation is that we expect a lot out of you, new employee. And in turn, you can expect a lot out of us as managers and owners. And so it's a nice two-way street. So I think they know that, you know, we expect a lot, but we're also going to give them opportunities to go have fun, to give back in the community. And that will just make them work harder for themselves and for us and for the, our city. So I think it really just leads to, you know, that good morale will trickle down to them wanting to not cut corners and work hard. Matthew, I'm curious, does that also translate into openness, transparency when it comes to solving issues and solving problems, right? If employee is struggling with something, does this philosophy of having fun, of working hard, of of kind of being in it together, does that also translate in moments that are perhaps not so fun and, and not so energizing and allows employees, do they have that permission to come to you and say, hey, I have a problem with something. Can you help me with that? Yeah, definitely. Alex and I preach that um, from day one when employees start. We put our cell phone numbers up so everybody can have it if they need to get in touch with us. We try to be as accessible as we possibly can be and really um, welcome any issues, feedback, problems, you know, good and bad with, with open arms and try to do, at least get them to the right person to, to help solve a situation. And, and that help, you know, we're, we're preaching that from the top. And if we don't get that from our managers, then we pull them aside and say, hey, listen, you need to change your ways or do whatever you need to do. And, uh, be a little more transparent so that employees feel comfortable and they want to come work here. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun place to come work. We're big on that. We also are big, two of the words we use a lot are respect and integrity. And we form a lot of um, decisions and we are vigilant about making sure that employees treat each other with respect and integrity, um, customers with respect and integrity. And if that's not happening, then they just can't work here anymore. And we've, 
we've done a good job of kind of weeding out those people over the years so that we make sure we've got the best of the best. I think one way to uh, kind of get that point out there that we are accessible is, I can't remember who said it, if it was the great Lee Iacocca or if it was the great Our Father, but it was managed by wandering around. And, you know, sometimes you can get stuck in your office all day or all week, but you got to have a reminder to just go talk to people, go talk to a technician, go talk to a service valet, go in the control department, go to the BDC, just wander around for an hour and people will just start telling you stuff. And then you can really solve problems. But if they think you're just hiding all day uh, or in a meeting or on your phone, then you're not going to be that accessible. So that if there weren't any advice that I would give to a listener would just be get out every day or every other day, just go wander around the store and you don't have to be um, untouchable. Just go talk to people, go shake their hand and ask them how their kids are doing, their family. And our dad has done that for years and we've watched him do that and watched him be able to solve complex problems for employees uh, just by being accessible and wandering around. We'll be right back with more. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for trade appraisals missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves. From appointment scheduling through final confirmation, all in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for both CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service link. GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. such an important lesson. And I have to imagine for a family business and growing up in the business, a piece of that is also a reminder for you. Maybe, maybe humbling is the right word is a reminder of where you came from and, and maybe a little bit of walking in these employee shoes by you simply walking the, the business and doing what you're describing. I have to believe some of that also creates this reminder of where all of this started. Is that, is that fair? Well, that's that's very fair. Alex and I both, when we started, worked tried tried to work in every position in the dealership so that we could understand where what that job is and where they're coming from and all that kind of stuff. So we can really empathize with specifically what the job is. But then, more importantly, as we've come up, it's okay. Well, now we stay in touch with everybody and and do walk around and have those conversations that that make everybody feel like. Like Alex said, we're not untouchable. We're just other people. And we certainly try to get in their shoes, get in their heads in terms of where they're coming from and if they need help or how we can make their lives a little better. Matthew, let's stick with you. How is this helping attract top talent? 
how is this helping you all be recognized as an employer of choice? People coming knocking on your door and saying, hey, I want to work with Matthew and Alex and the team at Capital Auto Group. I think two ways. I mean, when we first started getting on this list, we had people, I mean, Alex and I both had multiple conversations with new hires saying, hey, how'd you, how'd you come across Capital? Or, you know, maybe they moved from out of town or maybe from somewhere um, else in town. And we've had multiple people say, you know, I honestly, I Googled best places to work in Salem, Oregon, and you guys popped up. And lo and behold, here I am, I'm selling cars or I'm in the BDC or whatever I'm doing. So being on this list has really benefited us um, in a major way with employees. And the other thing is, you know, we, we preach promoting from within and finding those good people from our good people. And we really talk a lot about if you've got people, if you enjoy working here, which we hope everybody does, and you have friends or family, or you know somebody that's looking for a great place to work, have them come work for us. I mean, if we like you, we're probably going to like them. And on top of that, we'll pay you some money. We pay 400 bucks on day one when that person starts. And then after, I think it's six months, we add another 400. So I mean, just for having a friend come work with you, you can make 800 bucks. And I mean, the skeptical side would, uh, of people would say, well, you're just probably going to lose a bunch of money because people are going to take advantage of it. But they don't. I mean, if you have, sure, there's a few that slip through, but if you have good people working for you that you can trust, then you just got to trust that they're going to bring in good people behind them. So out of curiosity, what's your attrition rate? It's it's pretty low. I mean, there you know there are some positions that are harder to to keep. You know, maybe a lot of tenant or service valet, and uh, there is some in sales that that turn over. However, we've had some salespeople with us for a very long time. They're very happy, just selling cars, aren't looking necessarily for a promotion. Uh, we have little to zero turnover at a management level. And, and that goes to sales managers, finance managers, all department heads. Um, everybody's, with the exception of maybe two or three people in the organization, have been promoted from within. And all of our service managers have been here for 25 plus years. Same thing with parts managers. So it goes it goes deep. Um, you know, we can't avoid people leaving us for whatever reason, uh, but we sure try hard to retain everybody we can. And And, you know, we do the three T's, right? Train, transfer, or terminate. And at first, we'll make sure they got enough training to do the job. Okay, we did check that box. Okay, well, maybe they're just not in the right department or the right store. Well, let's just transfer them. Maybe they need to go work for Toyota or Chevrolet or a different department. Let's give that a try and then keep training them and make sure that's working. And if it's just not a good fit at the end of the day for everybody, then it's time to move on. And that's okay. Yeah, but we really try hard <laughs> to keep everybody we can as long as they're bought in to our vision, values, and standards. Because uh, they, they know we got their back, but we got to know that they've got ours too. I have to believe that's so comforting, creates such a wonderful culture. Let's talk about the pandemic. How did the team weather the pandemic? And were there any special moments during that time, those tough times that you care to share that were just just really, really cool, were very inspiring moments? Well, I would say... You know, April and May uh, of 2020, our employees didn't necessarily know it, but, you know, we were bleeding cash and bleeding money. And, you know, the easy thing to do would be, hey, we got to let some people go. We needed to cut pay. Uh, but we didn't let a single person go and we kept everybody in 100% pay. So they had no clue <laughs> that we were, you know, heading down a dangerous direction 
uh, if this thing didn't turn around real quick. And fortunately, it, it did. Uh, you know, obviously, June, July, August turned into some good months, and we had a, a great year. So that is the one thing I think Matthew and I both would be the most proud of is nobody lost their job unless they quit for whatever reason. Uh, we certainly don't let anybody go. And nobody went backwards in pay. And in fact, everybody made more money in 2020 than they did in 2019. The other thing that makes us really proud is, you know, Alex was saying our managers have all been here for a long time and they really did a good job of staying positive. I don't think there was ever a moment where they, you know, we would walk into a sales office or, you know, the service department or anything and have them stressing or worrying. They, they might have been inside, but outwardly to our employees, they were all, nope, we're going to get through this. It's going to be great. You know, the management and the executives know what they're doing and we just got to trust them and this is all going to be okay. And that was just kind of the mantra. And they, I, I, our managers really did a good job of yep. maintaining that. They sure did. That, that openness, that optimism, that trust, all very, very powerful tools. Congratulations to both of you and your, your entire team of employees. Why don't we close with how are you planning to continuously build on this success? What's next? Any new stuff that you're going to be trying out to continue to elevate what it's like to work, uh, work at uh, Capital Auto Group? So... Our, our vision statement is to be the best at providing a unique customer-driven automotive experience that includes respect, integrity, and innovation. So we talked a little bit earlier about respect um, and integrity, but innovation is the other part that we are always, um, we're always considering. We ask outright in our new employee orientations for feedback from our employees if there's any ideas that they have or things that we may be overlooked on campus. Um, we're gonna be going to NADA to the show next year specifically to look for new technology or any ways that we can make processes better or make things even um, smoother here for the customer experience or for the employee experience. But I wouldn't say right now we don't have anything concrete necessarily that we're going to put in place, but I, all that to say we are always looking for ways to improve. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add on to that that you know we're nearing 400 employees. We're very happy with our campus, we have 38 acres and uh, a lake and everything's on the same campus. You know, if a good opportunity comes along for another franchise or to maybe move into a different town, we'll of course look at that. We've got great managers who we could deploy to, to back us up and, and do something cool. We just opened a new uh, used car center in the old Subaru building. So that's been a new project for us. We're able to bring on about 20 more employees uh, new to the family for in terms of salespeople and some technicians. Uh, so that's been really fun to innovate in that way. Um, so we kind of a standalone used car center. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been tweaking things along the way and um, super happy with what we got now. But yeah, we're we definitely open to growth and our team is ready whenever we're ready. We, the one thing I think we're looking forward to in the next year is figuring out a better way to communicate with all employees in the moment. So if we have bad weather or if you know if something's going on on campus if, as an example we have a costume contest so for halloween so how can we how can we broadcast that out to everybody so that they all get the message quicker than you know having to check a website or having to check their email and how can we get a push notification going to everybody's phone or a video going out to their phone so that's that's definitely one thing we're looking at because we preach communication a lot and we do a lot. We push a lot of information out in a variety of avenues, but 
that's one way I think we could get in front of people even more and just make them feel like they're even more part of the family. You are both sitting in your brand new Subaru facility. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes that facility state of the art? What makes it so cool? Maybe some of the things you've done to create a in-person customer experience when you have shoppers hanging out at the building. Well, we just finished this facility, 72,000 square feet. Like you said, our old facility was 18,000 square feet. So it is literally, literally four times the size. Uh, so there's tons of room for people to spread out. It is very service customer oriented. So huge waiting room, two fireplaces, high-end coffee, snacks, treats, all totally complimentary. We also have a pet store or a pet boutique. And uh, for our, all of our dog friends, that's a, a standalone pet store inside the Subaru store. We have a dog park. We have a game room for our employees that has ping pong. We've got an arcade machine, a putting green, basketball. Uh, so, yeah, it's a fun place to work. It's a great building. What I love about that and the dog specifically is it's such a great connection with the Subaru brand, the commercials they run, the love tagline. It sounds like a wonderful and amazing facility, but I also think if I'm a Subaru owner, if I love Subaru and I come there, I'm going to have one heck of an experience. Absolutely. That was a part of the design um, factors was was the pet store and the dog park, uh, which is just a beautiful professionally designed dog park, uh, fully fenced in. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of our customers come with their pets and uh, mostly dogs, but you never know what they bring in occasionally. And uh, they're welcome to hang out and we've got, you know, water for them and snacks for them. And of course the store and the dog park. So we're very geared towards the pet friendly uh, customers. Gentlemen, congratulations to you and your entire organization. 10 years on the best dealerships to work for list in the United States. Tremendous story, tremendous work. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today on the Daily Drive podcast and sharing your story. Well, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be, uh, be a part of this. And you know, we're big supporters of automotive news and everything you guys are doing. So thank you. And uh, we'll see some of you at NADA. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks, Steve. That's Daily Drive for Monday, November 8th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash Daily Drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>